Hey everybody, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world and how they can make a difference in yours. Now, the vast majority of Beaufort County is water, and not only is that great for play, but it's an incredible opportunity for local budding marine scientists. Well, in our studio today, we're talking with Dr. Joe Statton. He is a professor of biology and marine science at USCB. We also have one of his former students, Alex Rendon. He's gonna talk a little bit about the hands-on program at the school, the incredible research opportunities they have, and the creatures from microscopic to mammals that are in our waterways because what makes those tiny holes in the beach anyway? Let's listen and find out. So Beaufort County must be like a living lab just in your in your backyard. You know, the marine biology program at USCB is, is fairly new. So tell us how it got started and really just about the program. Marine biology is officially new, but we've been doing it since we opened our four-year doors back in 2003. I mean, that's one of the things. We, we've attracted some really, really dynamic faculty who engage students in research. And one of the reasons we can is because a lot of them had marine biases to their research already. So even though they're doing things that are not strictly just marine biology things, mm -hmm. like swimming with the dolphins kind of stuff, uh, which none of us do actually, uh, but uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's very easy to attract people to the area because this, this idea of having a, this backyard lab, as you as you call it, um, um, so many things that that are going on. Um, so. The program really recently only got started because we had a critical mass of faculty who were interested in developing a marine biology program. There's so many, there's so many marine science programs. We didn't want a marine science program. We want a marine biology program to focus on that aspect and to look at some things differently because College of Charleston has one as well. But ours is kind of focused on integrating research and 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 actually one of the requirements for the for the for the program is a marine policy course where students under, begin to understand how government and and um, and biological uh, concepts fit together in terms of regulation and, and how to uh, work within the confines of, of government regulatory agencies what are some of the projects that your students are currently working on out in the field we've had a lot of students working with the OSEARCH Vessel, uh, who comes here to Hilton Head, Dr. Kim Ritchie, uh, who we're very lucky to have on staff. Uh, Dr. Ritchie finished her undergraduate degree at USC Aiken a long time ago, and and she actually published a paper uh, when she was undergraduate on coral reef bleaching in Nature magazine, which is, a, I've never published a Nature magazine. It's a huge international journal. Uh, one of the earliest papers on coral reef bleaching, she went on and got her PhD in microbiology, and uh, she has been working with the Osearch people and has worked with other elasma rank species, other sharks and skates and rays. And she's shown that when things are um, not doing very well uh, in, in terms of their health, the, the, the bacterial film on their body changes and, and not for the better. So sharks do, do a lot of things in, in nature. Um, they're kind of uh, known for being kind of tough on each other during reproduction. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, But if you look at them, their, their immune systems aren't very robust, but it may be the microbes on their surface that actually help them heal so fast. So she and her students go out with the O-Search vessels, and when they capture a shark, like like you're familiar with the app on yourself from yeah, Mary Lee yeah. the shark and stuff like that, when they trap a shark and tag it, mm -hmm. she and her students are on board swabbing them down for the outsides to get bacterial samples from all over to see if there's new possible anti antibiotic resistance 
compounds that are connected with those bacteria. What an experience for those students. I can't imagine being, and they're far out in the ocean. They're not anywhere near shore. No, some of the, some of the cruises have been up in Nova Scotia, some, some off the coast of Boston. Dr. Ty Petty, uh, we hired a couple of years ago, uh, just before the pandemic started. Um, he's actually a researcher that does uh, mostly uh, primary productivity, looking at, at how microbes in the, in the marsh and waters create biomass, which is at the base of the food chain. Um, lately, his students have actually been doing some stuff with COVID typing in the, in the sewage treatment lines, but the same kind of protocols, DNA sequencing, uh, analyzing uh, the DNA you find, stuff is, uh, is ongoing to some extent. Uh, Dr. Mercer Brugler and his students have been doing stuff on eDNA, looking at uh, essentially in sampling water and things over like oyster beds to see what, what DNA molecules are being shed off by organisms to see what's in the area we don't know about. It's a brand new technique. Actually, uh, some of his students were featured in um, a, a journal called Bioscience, which is a, a national mm -hmm. journal um, that uh, he, his, his crew was featured in recently. So, um, you know, all along those lines, we, Dr. Eric Monti is doing soundscapes. Uh, he's, he's, he was featured in local newspapers a couple of years, a, couple of, um, a year ago because they analyzed some uh, Beaufort County water data to see what the E. coli patterns were in the May River, it made the newspaper uh, locally, and, and I think even more than locally. So um, my, my one of my personal students actually this summer is working with um, the Beaufort County GIS office to look at mm -hmm. historical data on, on how uh, barrier islands have changed over time. There's actually historical photography data that goes back to the late 30s. Oh, wow. They're going to integrate that with modern LIDAR data that Beaufort County has to see basically almost 100 years of what's happened to Hunting Island. What about the um, the Waddell Maricultural Center? Do you does USCB partner with them at all? Or? We, we we have uh, we have actually um, Dr. Eric Monty's done some work there with some of the stuff he is looking at with sounds in the marsh. He actually has hydrophones out of the marsh to look at when fish start calling. There's a lot of species around here called drums. The reason why they're called drums is they literally do drum. They have a, a muscle on their swim bladder they can thump. And it's basically like frogs calling when it's when it's reproductive season. So when the temperatures get right, they'll start calling and and um, and do th do some drumming. And so he's he's worked with uh, Wildell uh, having drums and tanks and recording. Um, and we've actually had a few students actually take on full time jobs there as well as intern there. So some of our graduates work there as well as we uh, partner with Port Royal Sound Foundation. We joke and and, and not in a good way that USCB is kind of the best kept secret in Beaufort County. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who think we're still just a two-year school, and we've been publishing papers. Dr. Brugler's first year here was this past year, mm -hmm. and the first fall, he published a paper with 13 other authors in an international journal. We really do have some world-class talent at USCB that uh, pe people know better nationally they do locally, and that's uh, that's kind of a shame. Uh, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're graduating students every year that are going on doing great things. Alex, tell me a little bit about yourself. Dr. Stanton mentioned that you grew up here. Yes. So I moved to Hilton Head, South Carolina. I was about six years old. I came here from, from Mexico. I, I'm pretty open about this, but I was uh, a, like a very bad student in high school. Um, um, not, not too bad, but uh, I just knew that I wasn't going to college. I was working at at the Tinger outlets, um, just kind of 
um, floating through life. Um, and uh, my mom got into an accident after I graduated high school. And that was kind of the flip of the switch for me. Um, and I, uh, I had like an awakening. I was like, wow, I have to go to school. Um, I have to worry about my own future instead of just kind of floating uh, in life or through life. Uh, so I transferred over to, to USCB like a month before the nursing program started. Um, and I got into the, the prep program at Johns Hopkins. This past year, I went through the medical school application cycle um, and I got into MUSC. Um, and as soon as I uh, you know, finished my interview at MUSC uh, for the MD program, I was like, this, this is it. This is the place I want to be at attributed a lot to who I am today um, from the relationships that I made with the professors because it's such a small um, uh, or because it's a it's a much smaller school you have the opportunity to be in classrooms that are a lot smaller um, you get to meet more people you get to work one-on-one -on -one with professors um, and I think that that really paved uh, my way into what I wanted to do Let's talk about our, our beaches and some of the body bodies of water here. Okay. You know, um, talking about some common wildlife that we see. We all we know about the dolphins. We yep. know about the turtles. You know, yep. turtles are some of the, the favorite sea life around here. What are some of the other sort of um, wildlife that we're swimming with? Well, a lot of it's hard to see. <laughs> um, you know, I, I actually um, I've worked a lot on plankton and, and things in the past. And so we, we always... We actually have a we have a uh, a cooperative agreement with the vagabond and the Tammy Jane here on the island. Our students go out and help work as biological interpreters. And um, when we got, have students out there, we we used to um, with I don't know how it's been during COVID, but with the vagabond, we used to tow nets and pull up plankton and show people the small zooplankton and phytoplankton that is in the water around here. And mm -hmm. we say, you know, you, this doesn't look like it. these are dolphins because that's the base of the food web. That's what's eventually the the proteins and fats and, and everything that's going to drift up into the food web that's going to actually make the fish food for the dolphins to eat and be around here. And the other things for turtles to eat, which like jellyfish, mm -hmm. I don't know, that's what it's called. They're jellies. Everybody calls them jellyfish. But at one point, fish were everything in the ocean was a fish, including a whale was called a fish. <laughs> so uh, I try to get people dis disabute of that notion. But uh, but yeah, Um uh, the jellies uh, that they eat around here, we see those in the water, the, the cannonballs, mm -hmm. um, uh, those wash up on our beaches. And Portuguese man-of-war, too, wash up on our beaches occasionally during windstorms and things like that. They're, they're always coming up on some in some amounts, but certain times of years, the winds shift mm -hmm. and they blow in as they drift on the surface. So um, mostly fish. There's a lot of sharks out there, too. And, you know, mm -hmm. they they don't tend to to um we don't tend to have many problems with those around here there's a whole lot of diversity out there mm -hmm. but most of the ones i know about are small and i, I work on crustaceans and <laughs> mi microscopic and macroscopic ones so um, but they're important to the you know to the to the whole ecosystem yeah. of the ocean i well, mean like you said they feed the the big fish when you walk out at low tide you see all those little holes in the sand those are ghost shrimp it's a, it's a species of of mm -hmm. shrimp not 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 related to the ones we eat um, but it's a, uh, <clears throat> a crustacean that burrows about two or feet, three feet, depending on the species, down into the into the uh, sand. And there's a whole 
there's a whole flushing of water that goes on underneath that makes productivity for little pea crabs and other things that live with them in their burrows. Sometimes little fish live in there with them. So um, it's a whole unseen world beneath the sand that you, you they're very hard to dig up by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done a lot of research on those in the past. That's, that's so, neat. Yeah. Now let's talk about, you know, some, some things that some people might want to take as souvenirs, you know, the starfish and, mm-hmm. and the sand dollars. Why is it important to leave those on the beach? Well, because they're alive. I mean, the, the, main, the main reason these laws have been done in the past is people in some areas have actually collected things in a mercenary fashion for, you know, letting them die and bleaching them in perfect conditions so they could sell them to souvenir shops and like the Florida Keys and things like that. Um, so uh, there's plenty of dead urchin skeletons that are white and bleached out that you're welcome to take. Mm-hmm. Um, but but these 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 echinoderms, the, the sea stars and, and and the sea urchins, they move very slowly. They're they're easy targets, especially kids that are curious. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you can t- always tell a live uh, uh, sand dollar, for instance, um, by putting on your hand and if it's if it has little spines on it still those are those are little spines just like you see on the urchins have larger ones and usually the ones around here will exude um, a kind of a yellowish compound that will stain your hand if they're alive so mm-hmm. um, just you can you can you can hold them we, we don't encourage that but uh, but don't take them with you you know leave those memories take take a camera take pictures and remember them as you saw them. Don't take them home and let them die. And they'll they'll die and get smelly, and then you'll have to worry about them in your mm-hmm. house. And people throw them out at that point. Then mm-hmm. what have you done? Mm-hmm. You've taken things from the beach that you can't really keep. Yeah. So, um, by all means, if you see if you see the test, the hard ball, you know, empty ball of a, of a of a sea urchin, take it home with you. Mm-hmm. If you see a sand dollar, you know that's intact, that's white and bleached on the beach, feel free. But um, don't take the live ones. Let them make more. Thanks, everyone, for listening. The podcast continues to grow and never miss an episode of our Five Questions podcast by subscribing to the Chamber Channel on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a moment to download, subscribe, and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people.